I was in tears. I was like, I was distraught. Just like, I was so mad. Hello and welcome to episode 30. Sure. 30 of the Unrenowned Podcast where we talk about Siege and we like about Siege. But we don't like about Siege. I'm Ryan. I'm Chris. And I'm Taylor. Whoa. I know. It's the 30th episode. Surprise. Here he is, the legendary Taylor, Legion Main Extraordinaire. Yeah, that's a that's an oversell. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's extraordinary how hard you main Legion. That's, that is fair. That is fair. Um, yeah. So Taylor is a... One of the our squad mates, uh, also our brother-in-law, so whoop, whoop. he's a pretty permanent fixture, whether we like it or not. Yeah, you're kind of stuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we thought we'd have him join us for today, and uh, some good stuff to talk about today. Um, no real news, but we have some good topics. We want to talk a little bit about coming back from bad situations in a round. This mm-hmm. was Chris's idea. Anything else you want to introduce on that? No, we'll introduce it when we talk about it. All right. Uh... Well, let's just get right into like the little bit of news we do have. Yeah, so we have, there's one little thing in the new uh, TTS patch notes. They just put this as like a bug fix. Um, and they changed how it works when you change stances. So the crotch spam is a crotch spam fix. And it's pretty significant, actually. So instead of them going up and down, they just basically like stay at like a certain level if they're spamming the button. Um, so it's a fix to crotch spamming, and it's making people happy. Cool. Yeah, I saw a gif of that from I think Git Flanked like made a video of it or something, mm-hmm. and it looks. I mean, it like it was like a like a side by side thing, and it was like insane how like the person was like looked very easy to shoot. Yeah. So I like those kind of fixes where it's like, no, if you do something stupid, we're just gonna make it easier to kill you. Like we're not yeah. gonna bounce you or anything. It's just like, no, we're just gonna punish you. Yeah. This is awesome. I I love it when it's just like, yeah, that that's too gamey. Like that's yeah. that's too video gamey, and we're just gonna. Nah. <laughs> what was the game that like exiled players into like a server with all the other cheaters? Uh, Max Payne Three, I think. Ooh, I, I just love that. Like any time where it's just like you punish them by letting the community punish themselves. That's just like yes. I love that. <laughs> so good. <laughs> good. So good. Uh, I think that's pretty much it, right? As far yeah, there's, as there's no other new nothing. stuff. Have we heard anything on Cavera and Cavera Capitao and Lions stuff that's in the TTS? <laughs> no, not yet. We haven't heard if it's gonna stay or not. Um, nothing. Have you uh, seen what people are saying about that stuff at all? I actually haven't. I haven't, I haven't seen anything either. I'm sure people are talking about it somewhere, but it was one of those things where like, we missed the opportunity to play it by a couple of days, and then I think we probably missed all the conversations on it too. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll get them next time. Um, so I guess let's just jump into your uh, your 1v1, 1v2, 1v3 situation thing. What do, what do you want to call this? I don't know how to come back from a... From a I don't know. How to clutch. How to clutch. There we go. How to clutch. Uh, this isn't a guide, though. It's not how to clutch. This is, uh, this is, this is the most <laughs> discussion on clutching. <laughs> this is tips on clutching. First of all, don't clutch or kick people because that just makes people like that gives people that extra like, oh, well, now I have to try. It's usually a joke, but it still like gets in their mind a little bit. You know, I like clutch or kick. No, I think it's funny. But it definitely gets in people's minds, like, oh, shoot, clutch or kick. And then they're, like, thinking about, it, like, oh, shoot, now I have to win. What, you about, know? what about clutch for BJ? 
Yeah, that's my favorite. <laughs> I was hoping somebody was going to bring that up. I think that one helps. One of our other Extra mates. incentive. He frequently promises if you if you get this win, you get a BJ. <laughs> Nobody's ever got it. No, I don't know if that's intentional. <laughs> I was about to say mm, pass. <laughs> um, okay, so there's a couple. There's a couple of different things I want to talk about. It's different on offense and defense, and then I want to talk about how to win when you plant it, and how to win when they start diffusing the bomb. Are so, you considering other game types at all, or are we just talking just bomb? bomb? We're just talking about bomb. Bomb's the real game type. People. Bomb is the real game type. You. It it's so hard on security once they start securing to actually come back from that because it's so fast. It's true. There's nothing you can. There's. I mean, you can do something, but you die. So I haven't played secure area in like so long, a year, like a yeah. full year. Yeah. It's like our whole squad has those settings on where mm-hmm. it's just like, nah, we're not doing that. Yeah, that's garbage. Which we, is actually funny because I actually like secure area and hostage. I just don't want to play them more than like one in ten times. Yeah. yeah, well, and, I mean, it also comes down to the map problem where it's like, I can barely, like, we, these are a couple of variables that we can limit, so, like, let's not throw in 14 maps and freaking three different game, game types, types where, yes. mm-hmm. let's at least limit something. Totally. And Bomb's way better. Anyway. Bomb is better. Yeah. The, what was, oh, we played Securia that one time on an accident, because we went and we were invited by somebody else and uh-huh. so we joined them and we we're like, wait, what's going on? Yeah. We're oh, so good. Like, I think, <laughs> I think we had checked like all the bomb sites on our drones and like, we didn't find it. We're like, what? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> you checked <laughs> upstairs, right? <laughs> we're like, oh, oh, we're playing a we whole lost, different game. We lost here. that game. Yeah, we did lose hard and fun. Anyway, starting on offense. Okay. So if you're one V, whatever the number is, first of all, you got to use your drone. Like that's number one. When you're one. And that's usually people's first reaction. <laughs> But then the the thing is, you know they're going to be towards objective, right? So instead of like bringing your drone into objective, like trying to find them, there's this common like attitude of when it's one v whatever that other team starts being stupid and like mm-hmm. going out and looking for you. So instead, put your drone in a hallway that's that you're not facing, and have your team watch the drone, and then work the other way. Because I feel like most of the times when you're playing one v whatever situations, the death is almost always from behind, like you have less chance of dying from the guys you're actually looking at and shooting at than the guy that's going to get you from behind. Yeah. So if you can limit that factor of getting killed from behind or killed from the side, then you have a much higher chance of winning your, of clutching. Yeah. I think that's something that's actually like really important is like you, you sort of have to coach your team on what you want them to do in that mm-hmm. case. Cause like, at, like you've got a plan and you've got plenty to think about. So you just need to know like, Hey, teammate one i need you to watch this specific camera and like by like making somebody specifically responsible for it it's like the thing where like there's an accident and like nobody calls 911 because everybody right. else assumes that everybody else did it mm-hmm. right and you don't just say somebody call 911 you say taylor call 911 right <laughs> because that way it happens and so like i think that's super clutch to be like a little bit like taking charge of like this is my thing and i need you to do this yeah, yeah. and then it also helps all four other people trying to backseat game Yes. Cause like, cause sometimes you just wonder if they're short circuiting. And so you like want to help, but like just anything like, Hey, watch this drone. It's like, okay, he's thinking we're in good hands. Let's do this. Yeah. Good hands. I don't know. It's one before, but <laughs> it's <laughs> but also Chris, you're, but you're dead. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what can you say? Um, another thing, turn up your volume. Like if you have the quick volume on your headset, which most people do just crank that up real quick. That's one of the things I do all the time when I'm in 1v whatever. It sometimes hurts when your squad's talking and you're trying to listen, but <laughs> turning that up and getting that extra, like, just feeling of what's around you instead of just, like, 
what it normally is. Yeah. Because there's less gunfire, so it doesn't really hurt right. that much just when you shoot. Like, it's like, ah, that's kind of loud. And what's kind of nice about that, too, is that, like, all the footsteps you hear that are not yourself are obviously enemies, yeah. right? So there's no, like, confusing, like, oh, I thought some my teammate was behind me. But, no, it's just, like, just turn it up because anything you hear is going to be useful. Yeah. Do you guys ever use the walk? Yeah. Yeah. All the time. I was playing with somebody the other day, and I started walking, and it was like throwing racial slurs at me like why are you walking that's so stupid it doesn't you can still they can still hear you it's like i don't think that's much true, less but yeah yeah it was them they can that's you can hear those people when you like crank up your mic volume or your headset volume but if it's not cranked up you're not gonna hear someone walk, when there's gunfire and stuff going on right, right? right it's right. definitely anyway, better yeah 100 percent. freaking backseat people yelling at you when you're walking um, so are there any other like just basic general because like like one the general tip is like use your drones use your cameras right mm-hmm. like is there any other like high level like just let's get these out of the way focus on what's in front of you okay don't get too scared about like oh there might be something like over here just like if you're shooting at a guy you're having a confrontation finish that guy and then worry about other things yes because if you turn off that guy you're gonna get killed by that guy so just focus on what's in front of your sights take care of that and then move on to something else try to take care of it fast <laughs> yeah but Take care of what's in front of you. Most important thing first. No, that, that's good. I think uh, a caveat to that is like you down a guy. Don't focus on killing the downed guy. Like mm-hmm. take take that second to like scan the room. Like, you know, like what's going on? Is somebody else coming at me? Probably yes, because that guy probably made a call out. And uh, then if it's safe, kill the guy. But like I've seen so many people use their last couple of bullets in their gun to kill the downed guy. And then like they just get rushed by the, the remaining team. Yeah. Um. Okay, another one for offense. This is starting to go more in in depth. So when there's Maestro or Echo on the other team, you're getting spotted. You just have to make a. You got to make a decision. Like you, the people that like they keep getting spotted by Maestro, they're staying in the same spot, trying to like peek the corner. It's like they know you're there. Right. Like now they're just waiting for you to do something. So once that spot's there, just do something. Just go in, run in, or go the other way, but do something fast. Right. Yeah. Don't the longer get paralyzed. you stay there, like the more likely they are to like try to flank you and get around. They have more time to think about what to do. But if you just make a split second decision, they're not going to expect you to like, oh, shoot, like he's actually doing something. Right. I'm still on my freaking maestro. Right. If, if there's one thing our team knows, it's that like paralyzing somebody with maestro evil eyes <laughs> and like mm-hmm. legion drone or uh, echo drones and goo mines like that works. Like yep. that kills just time. slow it down. 100%. Um, okay. And then defense. This is this is one that. It takes a long time to get used to, but like if you're in a 1v2 or 1v3 especially, make them come to the objective and mm-hmm. make them like try to get a plant down and just get your get your back to a wall to where like you can't get flanked from a side and just look at one door and don't move. Just don't move. Just hold that angle that you have because they can't come at you from another angle. Just sit tight until you actually hear them like starting to try to plant and then make a move on them. Because like, I okay, so let me explain this. So in Villa... Um, this has taken me a long time to start doing in Siege because other games I just I don't it's like sit the still. antithesis like, no, of Chris's. Let's go like, kill people. Movement. But it's like yeah. no, like in Siege, yeah. when you're one v whatever, you just sit tight on defense and just wait for them to do something stupid. Um, so we were playing Villa. It was one v one actually, so it was easier to win. But I just like so we were playing the Aviator objective, Aviator and Games Room, I think it is or whatever. Now I was out by the steady, like towards those stairs on the steady side, and I was like on the wall that's like. It's kind of hard to explain where the steady door is that goes to the stairs. Mm-hmm. I had my back to that door, but like I was against the wall. So he would have to like walk through the door to see me. Yeah. Or the other way, he had to come through the hallway or go up the stairs. And I right. could see the hallway and the stairs at the same time. So you're just back to corner against a mm-hmm. hallway with a door on your side. Exactly. And I could hear the objective. I turned up my volume. I could hear when he was going to try to plant. And I just waited there. I sat there for probably like a minute and 
nothing was happening. Then finally started hearing him plant and I walked around and just shot him through, through the wall that he was planting. He was planting like behind the bar that we had a broken mirror window there. Yeah. So I just peeked it and shot him. It was like 15 seconds left. And I was like, I'm going to make him, I'm going to make him do something. He yeah. never droned me out. So I got lucky as far as that goes. He could have been out of drones, but like other, like I remember my teenage being like, Oh, he's, he's going into B going into B. It's like, okay, I'm just going to wait. Right. <laughs> he hasn't done anything yet. Yeah. No, like on defense, like you have to remember like time's on your side, right? Mm -hmm. And so like, yeah, just find a nice place where you feel pretty safe and don't make noise. Like don't give them anything. Uh, Because like that's that's how you win any any like game or sport where you're down and you're on offense, right? Like you you are waiting for them to give you something, right? Yeah. And so if you just don't give them anything, then, you know, it's it's a safe win. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. Very good point, Ryan. <laughs> also, I think like PTFO is huge in like when in a clutch, right? Like it's whether it's offense or defense, it's like if your defense, like, yeah, like try to play that smart where you can hear them getting the plant. Also, that has the benefit of like one guy has his gun down if you hear the plant, right? Even if it's 1v3, now, okay, it's a 1v2 at least for this like half second that this guy's like has to get his gun up and find where I am or whatever. And odds are they're not a squad. Right. Like you, you always, I always think that like they've got a coach on the other side and they like planned yeah. it all out, but it's three guys without a mic most often. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, they're just freewheeling it. Yeah. So use that to your advantage and like defense or offense, you know, like if it's on offense, don't freaking lose to time because oh you waited gosh. too long. And like, and don't think that you have to go kill everybody. Like if you find a safe path to the objective and you're in there, like freaking plant, like, mm-hmm. and suddenly it's in your favor, you know? Yep. Um, PTFO, by the way, is play the effing objective. Yes, I had to look it up. I, I you had to I, look you, it up. You didn't yeah, know I, that. Well, I had heard it, and I like I knew like I know what that is, but I don't I know I what it is. And then as soon every as it, time like, we play, you played yes. Battlefield for like two and a half years. I know, I know. As soon as I looked it up, it came up. BF one PTFO play the effing objective. <laughs> oh, yeah. But okay. yes, this makes way more sense. I know, PTFO guys. Um. Okay, and then how to win a plant? I feel like it happens so often where people plant and then we lose. And I'm like, <laughs> how? Like, how did that? We had a plant 4v2 and we lost. Right. So just put a drone down on the thing, yes. throw it, and then run around behind something, then move your drone and have it face the diffuser and just wait. Right. There's no reason for you to, like, put yourself in nature, try to peek it. Just wait. Thank just you. Sit there. I, biggest pet peeve is, like, hits down and then you've just got, like, that random squad mate who's like, hey, now I'm going to go track them all down. Like, yeah. I'm just going to go Rambo. It's like, why? Why? They're coming to you. <laughs> right. Just wait. Right. Or if you're going to do that, like there are good ways to do that. And that's like, like, okay, so let's say, for example, you're planning on a cafe bakery, right? That's mm-hmm. a popular one. You plan on that doorway. Like, don't go into the kitchen and go look for them. Right. Like, no, yeah. pull back, go around, go to that like back hall stair door. Like the freezer Come is. in that way. They're all pushing through kitchen and now you're behind them mm-hmm. and like you're coming and cleaning them up as they're worried about us in the front, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's how you do that. Yeah. yeah. Just don't charge down their throat. Yeah, stupid. Like, I know they're coming this way, so maybe I'll just take one with me. It's like, yeah. no. No, they all have guns up coming this way. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, stupid. They know stupid. where you are. Yeah. Also, Another, like, good. Go okay, and me first. <laughs> also, <laughs> uh, I think something that people forget is how much time you have between when you've planted and when they're actually responding to that. Yeah. Like, unless there's, like, some crazy stealth diffuse or whatever. Like, in most cases, you plant the diffuser, and you probably have a good... 10 to 12 seconds before anybody's like actually in the room fighting back so like take that time like you said like get outside get safe throw a drone in there get in position like you got plenty of time they're not going to be right there they're Mm -hmm. they're they're scared and confused and trying to figure out like (laughs) how did this happen to us 
Um, another really good example of that, like get behind them and chalet. If you have someone in that big garage and they don't know that they're there, but you can get a plant on like the the smaller garage, like those garage that garage door or whatever, and then just have them wait like ten seconds and then have them start pushing from the big garage because they're all in that the brewery room or the winery, whatever it's called, trying to push you and they're behind them. They just come from behind. Yeah, and they're not focused on that guy. They're trying to peek the mirror window and stuff. It's always there. They're trying to peek like blue hall. So the guy that's in big garage, they had no idea was even there. He's wrecking them from behind now that you've got a plant down mm-hmm. in front of him. It's that same principle of just like patience. Mm-hmm. Like if if the time's in your favor, just be patient. Just yep. like make it happen. Chill. This is this is another uh, battle royale games when people like push when you shouldn't. It's like just wait until they start. Like they think they're <laughs> safe and they start like looting and then we'll kill them. Don't yeah. like do the engagement two hundred meters away. It's like. We're not- win this fight we're not good at this yeah we know we're not good at this we lose every time every time <laughs> freaking PUBG. i will sit in the wheat for hours and just wait with my crossbow that's like my favorite moment ever we we have improved our places by like 10 spots sometimes with taylor being the last guy alive <laughs> it's like i'm hiding in the wheat i'm man. just waiting i have more crossbow kills in that game than i do sniper <laughs> rifles because i'll just like walk right in front of you <laughs> it's funny patience is a huge thing um okay what were we talking what about other oh. tips do you have for us chris now, opposite of winning a plant how to win against a plant you said like he so 10 to 12 seconds before they're actually doing something right if you react fast that's when they're trying to like get outside or trying to like prepare for yep. what they just did so if you react like right away you can either catch two like one or two of them at least and then it gives your team more opportunity to actually do something right catch those guys who are coming straight at you for no reason yeah exactly so and, that fast reaction exactly. and communicate with your team just say mm-hmm. like hey, i'm going right like, that's all you have yeah. to say, and then, like, your team can go left. Mm-hmm. So often, everybody just gets, like, tunnel vision and just, like, goes and doesn't say what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think if you can flank at that time, too, like, if, you, if you're if you roaming and they plant somehow, you just go right away to get, like, the crazy, stupid outside flank. Like, doing that fast, they're still, because con- they're kind of getting shot at from, like, the diffuser angle. They're not expecting you to, like, go outside behind them. Right. And then at that time, they're, like, trying to turn to that, the guy that's outside, but they're also still getting shot at from, like, the diffuser side. So it's, like, that just that quick reaction when the bomb is actually down is, like, that's your best chance to yeah. win that because you're at a bad you're yeah. already at a bad situation. I think, yeah, another point on that is, like, if you're going to make that happen, you have to make sure you're close to the objective if you're the last guy alive. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, like, when you start seeing your team go, go down, like, if you're roaming, you better get across the map and get back at least close. You don't have to be, like, on it, but get close. Because mm-hmm. you know what's going to happen next. Right. I freaking hate being the last. There's two of you left alive. So I usually anchor. So it's like me, the anchor, and the rummer, who's just like chilling two floors down. And like on the other side of the map, it's like, well, I guess yes. it's all me because he's never getting back in time. Right. So annoying. Yeah. Um, the last thing I want to talk about is winning when you're already ahead. When you are 5v3. And you have two roamers, those roamers just need to come back. Like, it's 5v3, you already have the advantage. And that's kind of the point of a roamer, right? Is to get the first advantage and to get you get up. That mismatch. Yeah. And once it's up, it's like either the roamer is going to catch someone being really dumb, like being alone, doing something stupid, or they're going to get themselves killed because they're actually working together now because they're like, oh, shoot, well, now it's 3v5. Right. So it's like at that point, the roamers just need to come back, and then everybody just needs to hold an angle and just sit there and just wait. And that's what's hard when you don't have like a team with you, right? When you're not communicating well and you're just solo queuing because you're like well is that guy actually watching that window i have to look at that window but everybody knows number one rule in siege as soon as you look away then they come that yes. in as soon as you look away you're dead it's the first siege rule number one yeah i will counter that idea a little bit like i think um if you are a roamer let's say you get down to a 5v3 situation like 
I don't think you necessarily come back and like anchor, mm-hmm. but like I think you do come come kind of close and just like hold out, get on cameras, like just be be conservative and wait until they are like pushing because they're going to burn time, right? Right. Like if a smart team in a when they get to a three v five and they're attacking, they're holding an angle on a window waiting for you to be stupid, mm-hmm. like people do, right? And they're they're waiting to get back to a three v three before they really push. Yeah. So just let them burn that minute. And that that's your minute now, yeah. right? Like that's great. And then like once they start coming in and they're engaged with your team, then like as the roamer, then you can go. Okay, this is where I can go flank them from. Right. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think more just like less about at, geography, more about aggressiveness. Right. Yeah. At that point, it's like okay, well now you already have the advantage, so there's no need to try to push them at certain angles. Just wait. Yeah. Wait, yeah. and then once there's something, then you can react. But yeah, I, I've wait. probably said this before on the podcast because I say it all the time. But like. If I had to boil down siege to like this or siege strategy to like one thing, it'd be measured aggression, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you have to, you you can't be too conservative, you can't be too aggressive. It has to be like aggression, like when it's when it's needed, when it's called for, right? Measured aggression. That's what that's what it's all about. Yeah. Um, the other day, I got really upset because this guy. We were it was four v two, I think, and we had the kit down somewhere else, and I was clash. I was like, okay, well, Kit's down here. I have, like, Kavera next to me. I have another guy at this door. We're just, like, watching Kit. Like, there's no reason. They're, like, in objective. And one guy's like, oh, they're in objective. And he, like, runs away. I'm like, wait, just come back. Like, let's just hold here. We have Kit. They're not going to win. He goes and gets himself killed. So now it's 3v2. I'm like, okay, like, dummy. Other guy goes to the objective. He gets himself killed. Now it's 2v2. I'm like, dude. Like, we have, we were here. We were good. We were 4v2 and we had Kit. Yeah. And the other guy was Cav. And I was like, it's Cav, man. Like, what do I expect? So I'm telling him, like, hey, like, don't go anywhere. Just watch that door. I'll tell you if they're on my door. And, like, he stays. And there's, like, 30 seconds left. He kills the I told him there's a guy in front of me. He killed him. And then he, like, goes outside and, like, tries to hit this guy from outside. I'm like, wait, just come back. Like, we have this. It's, like, 15 seconds left. He gets himself killed. I'm like, are you serious? Like, I'm... I'm freaking Clash. Like, you just left me alone as Clash. Like, if you're alone as Clash, they can kill you pretty easy. Right. So I just, like, I started backing towards objective because I knew he was in front of me. He had to get the fuser. So it was, like, 10 seconds after he picked it up. He's, like, shooting at me, and I'm just stunning him, like, walking back into objective. He wasn't going to make it. Right. And he didn't. But it was, like, we literally had a 4v2, and we brought it down to 1v1. Yeah. Because we just had to, like, we had to go try to kill the guys that were in objectives. Like, why? They can't do anything there. I'm amazed how many people can't wrap around the shift in objective like hey if mm-hmm. if the kit's down like they can't win without this right yeah we just sit in this room that's what makes bomb so good oh yeah so good and like it just becomes such a different game that like because this is now like a new objective and a place that's not normally an objective mm-hmm. yes and like people don't know how to approach it right yep. so yep. you have a huge advantage as the defender sitting on that like random objective that people don't know like what's the best sight line for this and you know all that stuff yeah and it's so fun. It's so fun. It's, Just that, like, I love flipping it. the game on its head. Honestly, like, uh, p- watching Kit is, like, my favorite. Oh. Like, of all of, like, <laughs> my favorite game memories going back. And, like, caveat, I'm even worse than these two. This is the Unrenowned podcast. I'm the Unrenowned <laughs> of the Unrenowned. So, like, if I ever get into solo queue, it is abysmal. But, like, these are the best. Like, nobody gets it, but it's, like, that's the it's most so fun. fun you can have mm-hmm. in Siege is playing that where the paradigm shifts so hard. How I, the turntables. Like, how the turntables. <laughs> I love when, like, Ryan's playing Maestro, he picks up one of his Maestro black eyes and brings it down to where the kid is. Or, like, yeah. they have Echo, yeah. and he brings an Echo drone down there. It's like, heck yeah. My like, favorite all thing, like gadgets over here. My favorite thing on defense is repositioning main gadgets, like, 30 seconds left in the round. Like, yeah. I just, I love it. I love, like, pitting up castle barricades. Yep. And, like, here we go. 10 seconds left. I'm putting up castle barricades. <laughs> like, it's so fun because it's so stupid, but it yeah, works. But it works so well. Playing smoke, I have the hardest time throwing any canisters at the beginning because I just mm-hmm. want them for the end of the round. It's right. just so satisfying. Yeah. It's like, 
can't come this way. Nope. Nope. You've got a full like 30 <laughs> seconds. No chance, buddy. Oh, it's so, so satisfying. So well. That's like one of those characters where you just can't die at the beginning either. So it's like pushing early as smoke and trying to get the early smoke kills. It's like you die. It's over. Well, well I don't get that because like <laughs> a, a smoke kill is just so far and few between. Mm-hmm. Like being aggressive, trying to get that smoke kill, like tossing it out the window at people. It's just sad. Yeah. yeah. That was the last of my. So I have another tips. thing on offense. Um, like when you're getting ready to go plant or whatever, mm-hmm. like I think you need to really make use of your gadgets at the most that you can, right? Because that's like sort of an extra teammate that you can get. So like if you have a breach charge that you can put behind a wall that you're planting on, like do it. You know, like mm-hmm. get maybe a free kill or at least something to like to Disorient. shake them up. You know, like when they're coming in or like say you're playing fuse. You know, like you're you're there's the room you're gonna plant in. There's a hallway outside. Like hey put the cluster charge like in the next room over going into the hallway. <laughs> and when you know they're coming, hit that cluster charge. It's in a spot that they wouldn't normally expect it, right? Mm-hmm. Like set things up ahead of time for like when you know they're going to be coming to the spot that you designated, like this is the spot you have to come to. Yeah. Right. Yes. And that is all truth. There's no yes. argument to any of that. Here, here. Yes. All truth. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, any other tips? I think also in defense, making use of your team's gadgets that are planted. Mm-hmm. If you know there's frost traps and cap control, like try to make the action happen in that direction. Absolutely. The goo mines, especially, is it's like, oh, I know we had a legion and I know he put a bunch of mines over there. So I don't have to watch that because I'll hear it. Right. So I can watch this angle instead. That's my favorite part about legion. Just like controlling the pathing. Oh, it's good. It's nice. Well, if there's nothing else, speaking of legion. Yeah. Operator spotlight. Dun 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 dun. Is that the operator? Like the music. <laughs> I like it. Uh, Taylor's gonna hit us with an operator spotlight on Legion because he is the premier Legion main. The premier Legion main, <laughs> absolutely. Well, this is the premier Rainbow Six Siege podcast. Did you know oh, that? Oh, that makes so much sense. Like, I have a loose definition of premier. <laughs> I was about to say, it's like one of those fake like hotel ranks that you get. It's like your premier. Yeah, I mean, you spent five hundred dollars here, so you need to keep spending money here so that you can hit double premier and get also no benefits. <laughs> oh, so what? How do we? I've listened to a bunch of them, but like, what's the stuff we want to go so, over? Cue the Legion intro. Prepping needles. It'll sting a lot. Now talk about him. Now talk about it. I freaking love Legion. And there's a couple of reasons why I love Legion so much. I... I was watching a bunch of Legion videos and I don't think I use them differently, but like Legion fits my play style so perfectly where it's like, I like to anchor. So if you look, my KD ratio, not fantastic. <laughs> I mean, is it above one? No. Oh, bummer. No, I think it's like, actually, I don't want to say it's not, it's not great, but my win rate is far in the positive. Yes. So our squad's funny where like, there's a lot of people with a lot better KD than me, but like beyond, I think Ryan's the only one with a better KD. I think I have Chris on KD. On win? Win rate, sorry. Yeah. Not on KD. Chris <laughs> definitely beats me in KD. But it's just like that playing the objective. And Legion is so good with just taking time, just mm-hmm. like slowing down a route. My absolute favorite thing is just taking, like, what's a good example? Basement and chalet. Mm-hmm. So, like, 
you guys are always you're doing the bandit mirror trick. You're on that window, making sure people aren't coming in through that room with the blue with the stairs coming the in the blue garage. hall, snowmobile garage. And so, like the three of you, almost four of you, will be in that room, and it's just me in the back room in the forgotten objective. Just the forgotten <laughs> objective, like, and they'll always send like two, three guys there. You just set up the perpendicular uh, little half shield thing, the extendable shield on yeah. that door, and then just throw goo mines in the hall. You can burn like two minutes, and eventually they're gonna get through. Eventually, like I'm softening targets. I'm doing more of that, but like. Most of the action happens behind me. So if, if I can just make it so that we can dedicate more resources to the other side of the map, we win way more often yep. with that lesion. Yep. Well, that that's like our lesion strategy altogether is like Taylor will hold one side by himself and call for help if needed. Yeah. That way, the four of us all get thrown <laughs> at the backside or whatever, and, and, and we'll do that. It's like, the side that's always hot. Right. Like, I'm never really on the hot side. Like, there's always somebody, again... Uh, basement in Oregon. Oregon, where it just I, I'll take the stairs by myself. Ryan will mm-hmm. put one of the maestros on the top of the stairs, just peppering <laughs> people. Not reaching your hatch, you're okay. Yep, the, my he evil keeps my hatch happy, <laughs> and it's just like goo, goo. That so Montaigne good. always comes down that stairs. Oh, I love it when Montaigne comes down the stairs. <laughs> We've caught Montaigne in like a stun lock <laughs> almost every time because I'm just looking over, tossing goo, goo mines at him. And then Ryan just sits there, pink, pink, pink. Oh, it's so satisfying. It's so nice to having that, like being like, okay, we don't have to worry about that because it's being taken care of by like people that can't die from it. Because Legion's just throwing goo mines, he's not really shooting at him, and Maestro's like just behind his cameras, so we can just watch the back. Yeah. And so we're just safe down here. Like we're leaving, we're living cozy. Yeah. And the best is like what it always turns into is like the team getting frustrated. And so, like, the Monty is just, like, stuck in the hallway. He's poisoned and getting zapped. And finally, the Ash is like, screw this, and just comes running down. And she gets, like, stuck on the Monty, and they can't get past each other. And they're hitting goo mines all the way down the stairs. And then all of a sudden, here comes Legion's SMG. Okay, can we talk about that for a second? Freaking sprinkler. That TS5, man. <laughs> TS5? Something like that. It's the submachine gun. G5 or something. TS I'll look something. That gun is a laser. Like, I'm pretty sure there is zero recoil on oh, it. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Oh, it feels so good. Which, it does. its damage output is not fantastic. Like, the lesion's all about softening. Like, just slow it down, soften everybody up, so that when they finally do break through, like, I'll have fallen back. A lot of times I'll, like, take an auxiliary room, so I, like, won't be in the site itself, but I'll be in the room right before the site. Mm-hmm. So it's just like I'm slowing them two rooms down, take 50 60 damage on all those guys and then i fall back by that point i'm calling like hey i need i need some more guns over here and we just mop them up but that ts9 man or ts5 smg t5 oh it's a thing of beauty also this is controversial but the iron sight on the t5 (laughs) i don't rock any sight on it i love it so much it is a good iron sight as far as iron sights go yeah, there's very few guns in Siege where the iron sight's actually, like, okay to look through. Uh, that one and the MP7. Like, I love the yep. MP7 where it's got that nice, like, thin ring. Yep. I just feel like some of the sights in Siege just feel so obstructive. Yeah, yeah. And are. it's like, I get it. That's kind of the point. You want, like, a, a balanced min-max thing. But so many of the fights with Legion, I'm, like, hunkering down bet- behind that extendable shield. 
and I'm not even trying to kill people. I'm just throwing bullets through a doorway. So it's just like punishing to try to peek. Mm-hmm. And so like not having any recoil and not having any obstruction just to make sure that I don't get peeked from a weird angle. I freaking love it. But I will say the pillow gun is just like, <laughs> I, it brings me so much happiness. That, uh, what is it, the 612? Whatever uh, his, his shotgun is, yeah, Taylor uses the suppressor. SD, yeah. on it. It's so funny. Well, <laughs> it's the, so I think it's suppressed naturally. Oh, is like, it? I don't think okay. you can put the suppressor on it. It just it, is. Yeah, it just is. You just have the suppressor on it, and it's just like, it's just this nice <laughs> sound. It just feels like nothing happened, and then all of a sudden, like, walls are exploding. Yeah, that's oh, great. The drop off is killer with that suppressor, and it, it really doesn't do that much damage for a shotgun. But. The reload on it is so incredibly fast because it's a magazine. So you're you're locking in, I think it's a six-round mag, and it's got a quick reload time. So you don't have – I can't remember how many you start with. Like when I run the pillow gun, like I'll be out of ammo every single time. Like I don't think I've ever made it to the round with a shell left over because <laughs> I'm just, just shooting down the hallway. That's the whole thing. But both of those guns, I enjoy them. I, I don't really like main one. I kind of go back and forth. I probably should do the submachine gun. It, in reality, that's probably the best of them, but oh, I love that. So one thing that you brought up that I think is super key with a lesion is just like uh, knowing when to fall back, right? Like you're there to slow them down and to like soften them for the most part. And then it's like, hey, fall back. And now like they're coming in with 60 HP and like... And and they're slow because they're concerned about continued goo mines, right? <laughs> so like, <laughs> it's like don't don't get out there and get yourself killed to to get forty HP, right? That's not that doesn't help. And it's super important that you stay alive, right? Because you get those goo mines as time is going by. So like, if you get picked off right at the beginning, you're kind of worthless, right? Because even if you die later in the round and you have goo out there, you're still helping with intel mm-hmm. because everybody can still hear that prick sound. Um. You just have to stay alive to throw as many of those out there. Um, I know different people have different strategies with it. I am a strong believer in goo in a path. Like a lot of people will go and put goos on like all the entrances, mm-hmm. but it's just like there's been so many times we've run at one at the end because like there's five goo mines yeah, on the path to the objective. <laughs> So they're doing the Chris, like, sneak around 1v2, and then they just tink, 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 and then, like, death. I, I think it's so funny, too, because sometimes you'll get people, like, they'll get they'll hit one, and they'll take it out, they'll hit another one, they'll take it out, they'll hit the third one, like, are you freaking kidding me? They'll just, like, go another way. It's like, screw yeah. this. Like, give us- <laughs> like, I'm done with this. I just don't think, like, I do feel sometimes, like, the goo mines are a little unpredictable when, like, sometimes it feels like they have, like, a six-meter radius, and yeah. then other times it feels like, like a two centimeter radius yeah Yeah. so like throwing them along every entrance it's just too inconsistent when they're going to hit them Mm -hmm. so just like just take that path the hallway to the doorway to the room to the next doorway so they just hit them all along the way and it covers your back as you're running out yeah yeah i freaking love lesion man I wish that's one of the ones I wish it would show an area of effect when you throw it down so you could see like, okay, if they step in this area, like it'll get them or like you can see some spots. It's like, oh, that's actually not a good spot because like they could easily accidentally walk around that. Yeah, accidentally. Um, but it's like that would be so nice to be like, oh, this actually covers like a majority of the hallway. Like 
I'm just going to put three of them right here, right in a row. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The one thing that like is so surprising is the, like the psychological effect of hitting a Guma. Yes. Like the most aggressive player all of a sudden just like freezes. You just want it out of your foot. It doesn't actually do that much damage. Like especially now because they they lowered it. They didn't they they didn't lower the tick the damage tick. It was the initial. No, the initial is the same, and they lowered damage for tick. Oh, is that right? The opposite. So they did. I think they did both. Oh no no no! It's still ten. It's still ten for the first prick. Okay, well it's four per tick. I know that much. And it used to be seven or eight or something. The thing is, is like it doesn't feel any different. Right. Mm -hmm. Like well, because usually it's the first prick. It's right. a, yeah, exactly. You're getting the first one, and it still has that same effect where it's like you're you have that like green haze around your skin, and you're hearing around your vision, and you're hearing the sound mm -hmm. like every time it ticks, and you're slow, and you're slow, and it just feels so bad. Yeah, and like, you can't sprint, and it's so ooh, yes, not being so able to sprint. It, oh, it's killer. Like you could only do one damage per tick, and like people still wouldn't mm -hmm. be. It's kind of like Dokubi's phone. I know that I shouldn't turn it off immediately, but it just like just jams my brain up where it's Shut like I, I, gotta, I gotta turn it off i gotta yeah. turn it off they yeah. can all hear me i gotta turn it off it's the same thing where it's just like i gotta get that kumai now i gotta get that somebody's gonna come mm. i gotta get spread away i'm gonna die oh it's so good yeah it's great uh, the greatest thing about the kumai too is it's like everybody can hear that sound everybody knows what that is even on defense and you can hear it tick like if they're not pulling it out you can hear it like tick. you can hear it hit him again yeah. and again yeah. and again You're like oh he's still there he, he hasn't is. done it yet exactly he's just still there that's like the um I mean, everybody knows that you get that intel from it, but it's funny. You play enough Legion. We were playing the other day, and somebody took Legion from me. It was a sad, sad moment. <laughs> um, but it was just some rando. And, like, I kept hearing the ticks, and I was like, hey, dude, he's behind you. Like, it doesn't, because everybody hears it globally. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, Legion, Legion, mine went off, mine went off, or was it? Oh, it's so good. It's so, so nice. good. I think if you were to rate the operators on a tier list, Legion would be top tier every time. He's like, you should pick Legion every round. And he's so OP. Like, I, I'm afraid to say it with the podcast powers, but it's like... The freaking Goomine, like, the fact that it's invisible is... Oh, it's so messed up. Mm -hmm. Because, like, you get the intel from it, you get initial damage, you get psychological damage, you get continuing damage and continuing intel. Like, it just feels like there's no con to it. Yeah. Like, a lot of the other things, it's like, yeah, Fuse is always amazing, except that you can blow the hostage to Kingdom Come, right? Mm -hmm. It just doesn't feel like there's any of that backside, like, yeah, it's amazing, but you need to be careful for this reason. Right. It's like, only positives. Yeah. Pretty much true because he's got like he's got a great gun. He's two speed. He has impact grenades, so it's like there's nothing. There's really nothing to him where it's like, oh yeah, but if I pick Legion, like, well, then I'm slow, or then like I can't get around if I need to, or whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, the best part is, is I bought Legion kind of like on a whim. Like yeah. I unlocked him, or I was like, oh, that sounds cool. I finally got enough for now, and you guys were like, hey, you should pick a new offer. And I was like, eh, what should I do? I don't know. It's like. He's wearing shorts. Perfect. <laughs> I select him. It was like three days after I like I unlocked him too. They're like, "Hey, we're gonna rework Legion." I was like, "Like they're not gonna be invisible." And they just gave him more Goomines. Yeah. That's the best part. It's like the major change. You've got like a damage reduction. Like they had this nerf recently, but like the first change when we were all like, "Dude, he's low key OPs." We're just gonna make him more OP. No worries. Yeah, it's amazing. 
So when when he got released, I was gone. Was he the first operator with an invisible gadget? Was Echo first? Uh, Echo came before Legion. I think so. I think it could do. I think Echo I had is, the list open right yeah, now. Echo is Echo year was one two season. seasons before Legion. Four. Yeah. Um, what did people think when they were invisible? Like, what was the initial reaction? Uh, pissed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, it dropped off the the planet so fast. Like, just nobody ever talks about Legion. Right. It's true. I mean, like, the thing is, like, everybody hates the idea of a new operator almost, like, every time. And everybody (laughs) completely overestimates either how OP they will be or how underpowered they will be. Like, every single time, nobody can, can, like, gauge what that's going to be. And turns out Echo was not OP, and Legion is, but nobody realizes it. (laughs) Yeah. I think Legion is such a good operator for new people coming into the game. Really? Because... You like if you play it where you just have to block a pathway, you just ask somebody like, "Hey, what room do you want me to hit?" And then you, all you do is you just worry about that room. There's not a lot of technical expertise that comes with it. You just throw it in a doorway, yeah, and then you listen true. for it, right? Mm-hmm. And the recoil on that submachine gun is so steady. Like if you're trying to get used to, I mean, every game's a little bit different, but like. If you're playing Thermite with his assault rifle, like that thing is chattering all oh, around your screen. It's unreal. It's the worst. And so, like, just having at least every defensive round, just having a steady gun, and it like it encourages you to stay alive and to stay near the site. Yeah. Like, I'm sure there are better ones, but that's when people ask me. I always say, "Hey, as long as you don't play in our squad, you should get Legion." Yeah. Because <laughs> it's just like. It forces you to play the objective, which I think, mm-hmm. especially when you're new, like, don't go out looking for those kills. I mean, obviously, you need kills to win, too. But, like, until you get what Siege is, because it's so much different than so many shooters, mm-hmm. until you get, like, how punishing it is to set your team behind one, like, just choose an operator that needs to stay alive and, like, at least fosters this responsibility of, like, okay, I want to use all eight of these goo mines because they're freaking amazing. So I'm going to make it to the end. No, those are good points. I think, uh, like, especially just the fact that he's a natural anchor. Like, I think new players should be anchoring. And that's why, like, Rook is great, right? Because he's a natural anchor. And I think Legion fits right in that same category. And he's also fast enough that, like, sometimes when you're first starting, you play Rook, it's like, I'm running through mud. Mm -hmm. Like, this is so scary because I can't get anywhere. Right. You've made a mistake and you can't get back from it because it takes too long. Yeah. And there are so many times as a Legion, it's just like, you just need to run away. <laughs> you just need yeah. to get out of dodge. That's the greatest thing about Legion 2 is like the longer you stay alive, the more goo mines you get. So like it entices those Legion players like, well, let me stay alive longer because then I'll get all seven mines instead of just getting only three. Yeah. Like, well, freaking Legion, like you only threw two out and then you died at the very beginning. Like you dummy spawn peeking. What are you doing? That's so like having you as Legion where you're staying alive the whole time. It's like we get all seven mines. And yeah. all of them get set off because they're all like in this stupid path that they have to cross. Yeah. That they always go to. That's so great. Yeah. Some people do the roaming legion and I don't know about that. Like I used to love it. And then I was like, it sucks because I'm dying and I'm not getting like the fourth mine off. And it's like, okay, I only right. use three. I, I can see how it can work, but like, I just feel like there's so many better roamers out there. Why would you take a great anchor and make him into a, a middle yeah. of the road roamer? I think you're exactly right where he's not a bad roamer. Like, it's kind of nice to be able to, like, when you get in that peekaboo battle with somebody, like, Jackal's tracking you, but then you goo him, and then mm-hmm. you can do that whole thing. But there's better. 
there's better options out there. So like yeah. leave it for somebody who's willing to anchor or at least do that kiting in an auxiliary room just where they're somewhere close and like the goo mines are are benefiting the whole team and not just you trying to like take somebody out on right, the other side of right. the and some people like to play boring operators like Vigil, so let them at least have the fun of roaming. <laughs> there you go. You know? Exactly. <laughs> um, fun fact, Taylor's win-loss for Legion is his second best for all the operators played over 15 hours. Guess who your top is, though? I have operators no, I, played over 15 hours. Is this defenders hours. only or both? Defenders. Who did I use? Valk? Uh, ooh, Valk is a good guess. I would say maybe Smoke... I don't know that I have 15 hours of smoke. Rook is the answer. Rook. Oh, that must have been like when we that just started beginning, playing. Yeah. Because like I rooked. And it wasn't even that I liked Rook. It was just like everybody cho- chose an offer. And I was like, well. Offense and defense, actually. Rook is my best offense and defense. Yep. There you go. How For many hours? Operators played over 15 hours. How many hours does Rook have? Uh, 17. Huh. What does Legion have? 24. Yeah, that's not that go. much more. It shows how much you declined hours, on playing. Twenty-five hours. <laughs> I know. For seriously, and seventeen for Rook. I had I had a quite a valley there for a while. Yeah, or just like f this. I can't keep <laughs> I track of all. Top paid operator this. is Blitz. Forty-four hours. Dude, before they broke Blitz, Blitz was a thing of beauty. Oh, yeah, man. like it, that's another one that just like fit my play style where well, where it's like aggressive then hold. Like, I'm okay if you shoot my shield. Yeah. Like, yeah. it doesn't freak me out. That's fine. I'm still alive. And Taylor is the best solo shield I've ever seen. Like, if you know Melee, which most of you probably don't, the Chuda Sopo, like, the only <laughs> player in the world that can actually, like, kill top players with a solo Popo. Yeah. Like, Taylor is that with Blitz. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what? You shouldn't be getting these kills. This is stupid. No, it's so garbage. The closed beta action. <laughs> like, back when the game first closed released, Glass is... Uh, not Glass. Glass. Blitz is... Uh, Blitz is uh, what am aim I? Down sights, laser gun, hip pistol, fire. hip fire. His hip fire was unreal. It was like yeah. it was like aim down sight. So we just laugh because you just get headshots galore. And so now it's just you're throwing a clip down the hall, and every now and again you just get a just one of those beautiful closed mm-hmm. betas or just oh, drop. But then they broke it, and now I'm sad. Yeah, it's a bummer. Uh, any thoughts on like lesions, uh, like his uh, outfits or? Nothing really like everything's Nothing kind of uninspiring. Out. Yeah, I'm really he excited. He doesn't have an elite yet, right? huh? He doesn't have an elite. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. I'm excited to see what they do, like with his gadget in particular. For me, yeah, exactly. I well, and it's because it's invisible. Yeah, yeah. So, fun fact: I was looking up stuff about Google. It, it hit me because I was thinking about what I was going to do for the op- operator spotlight, and I was like, "Why is it called a Gumai?" Like, yeah, I just always assume like it's goo on the floor, right? <laughs> Apparently it's like a, an Asian thing. Like they toss a bunch of poisonous, venomous animals in a tank and they just eat each other. And then there'd be one left that like had consumed all the poison of everything. And it was Whoa. like called a goo, supposedly <laughs> huh. super venomous or whatever. Yeah. So. And I mean, then what that would they do from, with that? Uh, <laughs> that? That was as far as like the two sentence of Wikipedia article went. Where I was like, "Whoa!" They'd send it to their seals, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Navy seals. Go for it. <laughs> there you go, guys. Uh, what about like combos? Who, is, who do you like to combo with? I mean, I love the Legion Maestro, of yeah. course. Part of that is yeah. like playing. That I'm with, playing Maestro. Yes, <laughs> playing with Ryan specifically. Like we've hit a point where like. 
we don't have to talk about the things anymore. Yeah, there's like, an understanding. If we just know how it, all I have to say is Maestro. And he's just like on the camera, bing, 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 and hitting it. Oh, man. There's something about, I, I love the combos that slow the play down. Mm-hmm. Because my main thing with Legion is just like, I want to just jam jam the Meridian. I just want to slow <laughs> this this progress down. So I like having a smoke there too. That's nice where a smoke can throw out. They kind of clear back, and it also obscures the vision that I can go and lay a goo mine like a little with a little more precision without being worried about getting headshotted because people are taking a step back. Um, I also like it with a sneaky frost. So one of my favorite things to do is instead of putting the shield like in the doorway, I always put the shield perpendicular to the doorway. So like, like the, on the edge, on the edge. So the doorway's open. So they walk through so that I can like hold that angle, but also so that I have better angles with the goo mines. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when the extendable shields in the door, it's hard to get it like right at the floor of the doorway. Right. Because if you can get it in the doorway, they can't move around it. Mm-hmm. So like I hate having to put it a little further out because then people will miss it when they're like sprinting in and hopping it over. Yeah. So what's fun with having a frost is you've got the perpendicular shield. They've been gooed to freaking high heavens. And I've just been throwing suppressing fire over the top of that extendable shield. And then if there's just a sneaky frost trap right there. So then... Finally, they're just pissed, and Ash is charging past the Montane, and he hop- she hops, and like, I'm already gone. I'm running, but then you can hear it like almost every time. Chunk. Just that <laughs> frost trap. And it's just like the rage that must be on the other side after hitting like four goo mines, <laughs> and then like this stupid extendable shield, and then just frost trap. Oh. Yeah. I but love- really, trappers in general. Yeah, I... It's funny because, like, you, we get so used to playing with, like, Taylor's Legion or Ryan's Maestro, where it's like, when someone else is playing Maestro, I'm like, Ryan, do this. And he's like, what? And I'm like, oh, wait, you're not Maestro. And then I'm, like, always confused. Like, Maestro, what are you doing? Like, this, <laughs> yeah. isn't, this isn't right. And we Why have, are you like, doing this, this wrong? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ryan's Maestro, Taylor's Legion, Camden's Capkin, Casper's Mira, and I'm miscellaneous. Whatever. <laughs> I decided to clash sometimes. But it's like, we have this, like, basic, like, that opera is just this person. That's just who it is. Yeah, and it's just so nice to have like, oh, that's how they play it, so I know what's gonna happen. And then when it switches, it's like, wait, what just happened? The best is like, when we're getting wrecked and we just go, okay, all trappers. <laughs> like, it's like Frost, Captain, Maestro, Legion. Oh, we wow. win a stupid like, amount of time doing that too. Where it's just like, if you if you need to ever kill momentum, like Siege is such a game of momentum where like mm-hmm. you start to get stomped and it's just like over. It's like if you ever feel yourself like losing control of the game, it's just like. All trappers. Yeah. Just make them go slow, set them off their balance so that you get a restart again. Yeah. It, and it works so often. Uh, also, the uh, the Legion Castle. We're oh, like, yes. We'll do this a lot on that the same one, the top floor, master bedroom of Clubhouse, where we always do castle. <laughs> it's like I've got my I've got my two castle windows up on the windows or whatever, and then I'm holding my third one, and they start pushing Taylor in that connector room between cash and bedroom, and he's throwing goos at him, and then he's like, okay, they're coming hard this way, so like we wait till a goo pops, so we know they backed off, and then castle comes up. Yeah. <laughs> I've been sacrificed in that auxiliary room so oh, many times. Too. It's like. I got it, Ryan. I just feel like <laughs> 45 charge, seconds left, Taylor. Yeah. Hold it. I'm charge the light brigade. You don't care about your KD. You go get us the win. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're sealing the the uh, flood. Well, shoot, what do you call it? On the submarines. I always forget. Oh, the bulkheads? The bulkheads. Yeah. Sealing the bulkheads. <laughs> I'm always the engineer just drowning. <laughs> yeah, <same laughs> but, but I did it. 
it works guys it works Seal oh, your friends it's out so good with permission man there are so many times with our squad specifically what makes siege so fun to me is like border workshop mm-hmm. like yes. because like yes. we know who we're gonna do we're, we know we're gonna run it and like probably partially because we're a little mismatched on skill like if we get into a map we know like we do way better mm-hmm. yeah than, like we're, we're we're ranked way too low but then if we get into a map that we don't know it's like no we, we deserve we're, to be here yeah, we're bad. but like workshop border and it's just defending that or attacking it frankly it's just like also that's what fun. makes siege so good i could play that that one objective a thousand times <laughs> yeah because it's just like it's different every time but right. i know what's going on it's like playing gold knife facility over and over yeah like, just keep run it back run it back man just keep going <laughs> this is what makes me like wonder like has nobody on this ubisoft like team did they not grow up like playing golden and halo yeah like did you play anything other than temple and facility right. or and or blood gulch and wizard hang like, high like hang on. high yeah, yeah. like it's like you pick the two or three maps that are great and you just run that. And that's why I like part of why like land parties are so much better than online gaming because you just have control. And it's like, yeah. no, we're just going to play Rocket Ball on Hang'em High all night long. <laughs> and it's like, so let me remind me, guys, to tell you something about Rocket Ball. But, oh, man, so fun. Yeah. And it's so just like, fun. I will never understand. I guess I'm hoping. It's this moment of like, I want the Ubisoft team to make a game for me. Yeah. Specifically, not everybody else. <laughs> But well, if you're gonna make it happen, this is the place. Man. This is the place. This is like, where we have the PP. Why? Why? Why can't I just play where I want to play? Yeah. Like, and maybe, like, I I'm a gamer who loves new. Like, I'll buy games consistently. Like, I've burned through games. Siege is probably the game that I've spent the longest, like, timeline wise on in Forever Drives. Right. At crazy. least like since high school. Right. Like. <laughs> yeah. Since like I had a disposable income. Right. And like. <laughs> That wasn't the factor, right? Yeah. But it's just so disheartening where it's like, I just, it's not fun when you don't know what's going on. And it's so good when you do, because then it's like the chessboard never changes, but chess is interesting because it's two people within a confined set of rules right. doing interesting things. And you're playing the other person more than you're playing the game itself. Yeah, absolutely. So fun. Mm. I'll, I'll go back to Counter-Strike every time with this whole map thing. They've had these seven competitive maps in the map pool for, like, years. Like, four years ago when I was playing Counter-Strike, it was the same seven. You play 30 rounds on these maps, and they don't change. There's there's no, like, break this door open or, like, do this, and now yeah, the whole map's different. Yeah, they're exactly the same. Like, yeah, it, it does not move. It changes in, like, how people defend things, but pretty much it becomes the same exact thing over and over right. and over. And it's one of the most popular games out right. there in competitive well, scene. Well, the meta in Siege and Counter-Strike is pretty fixed. Like yeah. people are like they may defend things differently, but for the most part, it's like no, you have to hold that bridge. Yeah, yeah. like <laughs> and you just, you know the pixel angle of like okay, five pixels over from this corner is where I have to throw a smoke grenade in the first two seconds, or we lose. Right, right. And it's like why is why is Siege a game? Why can't we have eight maps where the objective location changes every single round? We only play like eight rounds of it max. Yeah, and you like or nine, I guess nine max, and it's. Like you break things and you open things and you sledge right. things and there's different operators and just perfect like, those maps. Yeah, don't, it changes all the time. So why is that boring? I yeah. don't get it. They're they're doing a great job this year. Like, don't make more maps. Yes, yes. Fix the ones we like. So good. So happy about that. So good. So smart. I mean, the clubhouse workout uh, rework. Yes, that oh, was perfect. So good. That was perfect. You took it a went gr- from one of my least map. favorite to my favorite. Oh, see, I liked it before, but that's probably because I actually knew it. Yeah. <laughs> versus all yeah. the other ones that I know. Just like 
it went for in my mind from a good map to like great like yes. the best that clubhouse could be in it's like why aren't we doing more of this yeah so smart love it which i guess we are we are we're doing Woo-hoo. it now <laughs> way to go team anyway that's legion that's legion and our small talk on maps i have a reddit post if yeah hit me questions. with your reddit post so this one's interesting. We talked about this last week called the headshot rework is what we yeah, talked about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. They showed a post to me today ago. It is the opposite of what we were saying. And I'm just going to read it exactly as it's written because it's not to make fun of, but it's good. So okay. title. <laughs> I'm like, I can't wait for this. Oh, boy. <laughs> one headshot mechanic shouldn't be removed or reworked. The one shot headshot mechanic should not be removed is one of the many things that make siege siege. People need to stop complaining about everything. I've seen a few people saying is better for the game, yet I guarantee you some of them haven't played this game for more than 500 hours. Okay. First of all, very false. People that are talking about this have played the game for like 4,000 hours. That's true. The most experienced in the game. And I've put over 500 hours in the game. I know you've put over 500 hours in the game. Oh, wow. Yeah, I have like four, four seventy five in that like moment when you look oh. at your life choices and wonder. I have like four seventy five in PvP. So and this then... will be the last episode of Unrenowned. <laughs> like I've been scared hours. straight. Terrorson, uh, first point. So he has five points. Four. He has five. First point. And I don't know. It says can't wait to main dock and overheal and rush an attacker in a one v one easy kills no headshot. So he's saying you're just gonna overheal yourself as dock and you'll have this huge advantage because there's no one shot headshot. Yeah. Um, no, it's like yeah, it's gonna give you one extra bullet. Yeah, maybe. And the headshot still a thing. Like it's it's not like that one shot headshot's like completely gone. Now it's like shooting your foot. It's still like a two times multiplier compared to anything else. Right. It's just not the one shot lucky kill. Right. Is what we're saying. His second one can't wait to main shields and just ADS. I first saw what? his points. It's like the thing with shields, you ADS and just your head is exposed, so it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they're just aiming for that quick, like, snap headshot. Right. And if they don't have that anymore... Yeah, when I'm playing against a good shield player, it's getting ADS'd in one tap on the head. Yeah. That's what's frustrating. Exactly. It's like, no, F that. Like, yeah. Or the closed beta. Yeah. It's just he's luckily uh-huh. throwing bullets down the hallway. And it's, it's like, like the okay. ones where you're, like, you're sprinting like, across a hallway, yeah. and you just, like, boom, done. And you're just, your character model falls down backwards, and you're like, F that. That this is sucks. so lame opposite it's like them going to ads is like now you have a higher chance of killing them because you can get two shots on their head faster than they can click twice on your yeah, head yeah third point can't wait to main people who have a high fire rate at the end of the day damage per bullet won't matter since there isn't headshot anyways is time to kill that will matter what Does like it- right now fire rate is one of the most important things with like a steady gun the because you, you have, have all bullets. these bullets yeah. towards the head yeah. Now, damage per second is going to matter even more because you want to do more damage output because the one-shot headshot's gone. <laughs> it gets good. Four. Clutching. Now, this is actually a point that we kind of made. He says clutching situations in a 5v1, uh-huh. et cetera, um, will be impossible against good players. You won't have headshot mechanic that will help you if you have good aim. So, like, yeah, that's true. We talked about, like, by the time you get to that fourth or fifth guy, it's like you've taken so much damage that you're pretty much dead. Mm-hmm. Optimizing a game for a 5v1. Yeah. Right. Like, that seems like the a poor metric to try. You know what? Our game kind of blows, but if you get in a 5v1 situation, it's yeah, perfect. It's, so it's amazing. We love it's it. so good. And it's like you can still, like, it, that 5v1, if any one of them gets a lucky headshot on you, then it's over. So it's right. like, it goes both ways. Um, then his last two quick sentences says, or two paragraphs says, I've seen an argument saying that headshots through barricades slash walls should be removed because people tend to get lucky. Oh, well, you get a headshot through a wall. Bad luck for you. But I guarantee you don't care when you are the one that gets the headshot. This part's good. 
And doesn't matter what Pengu said, anyone who has seen his videos knows the nonsense he sometimes says. Just look at the comment section of his videos. Practice aim and one shot and one headshot mechanic will be your best friend. You know, that's a good point. Um, I actually do trust YouTube comments way more than a professional, like <laughs> best in the world player for uh, Siege yeah. meta. <laughs> uh, it's like, you can hate Pengu, you can hate some of the things he says, but he's not the only one saying this. Right. There's... A, other pro players too that are saying and these are the guys that have played siege for thousands of hours right. and it's also like, i don't think there's many people saying like headshots need to go i think most people are saying right. like hey we should explore like hey what if siege didn't have headshots like yeah. or one shot headshots right and it's like we're not we're not also we're not saying just make it like shooting a foot we're making it just not one shot right we're just we're taking right. out the lucky factor of getting sprayed and like oh i do well, really like the idea of no one shots through barricades and mm -hmm. walls like penetration yeah. damage yeah. should I think penetration does reduce damage normally. It does. It's just yeah. headshots are always a kill. So like, yeah. it, I think that'd be cool if it's like, hey, that takes you down to 10. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. Um, a lot of the comments are like towards him saying like, who's saying this? That's stupid, blah, blah, blah. Then you have this one. He, he, he got upvotes because he's making sense. He says, one, what are you talking about? If headshots do double damage, you would still go for them. It would just be less lucky spring. Two, shields are literally stronger with one-shot headshots since their pistol instantly kills you while having a shield covering them. Three, damage per bullet doesn't matter right now. Only fire rate does. If headshots were a two-times multiplayer, having a gun that does 50 damage or more would be valuable. Right now, the three most important stats are fire rate, magazine, and recoil. And he just says, please stop. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, those points made... Like, zero sense. I was like, I understand the people that... Like, I understand his first point. It makes Siege Siege. And that's what I said. That's the first thing I said. Like, yeah, right. it makes Siege Siege. But at the same time, like, that's you start looking into it, it's like, no. Siege could be maybe better without this. That's what's hard when you really love a game, is it's like, your first instinct is to say, no, don't ruin it. Like, any change is, like, mm -hmm. resistant yeah. to... Yeah. But this is why I love, like, the events. I wish they would use events more to, like, to test, test weird mechanics, where it's like, this is silly, yeah. but hey. Well, I think they did with Spooky House. Spooky House had the 330 timer. Yeah. We yeah, got yeah. that in casual. You know, like I think they found like, yeah, this is way better. <laughs> Nobody gets mad if it's all foggy. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not testing the timer. Pay no attention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I found something on Reddit that's pretty awesome. So it turns out you can place an evil eye on a prisma. And then you can pick up the Prisma. So you have an evil eye floating in the air anywhere you want, which is pretty cool in itself. But then you can put another evil eye on the back of that evil eye. <laughs> so now you have two evil eyes kissed. Just like... I love it. Just the disco ball of back death. Back to back yes. floating in the air. I am thinking about all the places I'm going to put this stupid evil eye. Oh, they, We have to play these before they fix this. Please. I wonder it's, how hard it, it is to stick to the Prisma. Yeah, I didn't see a video. Is this like getting on top of the Blood Gulch map? Like, yeah. Where you've got to yeah, climb everything, like or is it just hard. like easy? Yeah, I, I don't know, but I'm going to find out. <laughs> Who tried this the first time? Who saw like yeah. a hologram and thought, I bet that has geometry? Yeah. I'm <laughs> That's a really good point. Like, I bet you it was an accident. I bet you they like accidentally clicked that instead of like a secondary gadget. Like, oh, oh, whoa. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It took a while. I mean, they've Maestro's been out for a long time, three seasons, four seasons. Yep, something like that. That's a good point. Um, all right, that's it for Reddit. Should we get into some listener questions? Let's do it. Actually, before we do that, I think we had some follow up on. Uh, oh, did we? Previous? Or you wanted to talk about Prismas? Okay. Yes. Here's a little follow up. When I was listening last week, I agree with you that the basic state. So, like, you've got alibi. 
and the prismas are always in her like standard yeah skin or whatever mm-hmm. right there's this thing with games where it doesn't it doesn't technically matter like but there is those teeny little finishing touches yes that are just like it makes it yeah you didn't have to do that but that's mm-hmm. like that's good right i like that and so it's those moments it's those little things that i look for in games that like really push it over the edge i don't know if it's worth their time but like as i was listening to you guys talk to it i was like you're 100% right i agree with all of you um uh what's his name unknown uh, the guy in the discord server who gave like the explanation of why that oh just unfriendly just unfriendly thank you which is sad. I played both unfriendly. Sorry, man. <laughs> um, it totally makes sense, but it's just those little things that would be awesome. So yeah, here's okay. my question for you guys: Would it make Prisma OP? Uh, not Prisma Alibi OP. If you could select on the Prisma one of the five players, defending players. Mm. Oh, interesting. Right. So instead okay. of having, so you don't because now every time I see Alibi, it's just like fake. Yeah. <laughs> Which doesn't help me a lot, but like, imagine if all of a sudden you saw Legion like standing in like a shooting position, uh-huh. right? Ooh, Kid, so is each one individual? Or you choose like the beginning of the round; they're all each one individual. Legion. I'm thinking Ooh. you put it down with a little selector wheel on who you want to. Yeah, copy. yeah. I think that's good. I, I think that would be a huge buff for her, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's Without, over, no, overpowered. No, no, it's not going to do anything bad. But even the most experienced player will have to hesitate just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like you've you've got to check and make sure. And I think you'll get more spots where it's like I'm not I'm not expecting to shoot rook, hit a hologram, and be spotted. Right, right. I think that's what I'm telling you. Ooh. Use the use the powers, make that's, that happen. That's a good I'm, one. I'm I am. Uh, what was the word we used last time? Inject, not inject. Invoking. Invoking the PP, <laughs> it's, but it's it's in a queue. It's behind a few like high yeah, priority that's items. Good point. So just in case you guys are listening, uh, let us not get kicked out of our drones. That's at the top of the queue, yeah, <laughs> along with maps, map, like, yes. uh, map selection, yeah, of map some selection. sort. Absolutely, I've just that'd be cool. That would be really cool. I haven't even thought of that. That I would like be way that. cool. I think too. Like I hundred percent agree. Like I remember like when games started doing reflections in mirrors. Yes. Like oh man, like. That is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Like, that's so cool. Uh, just the whole Stanley parable, like that whole game, like you, was, you haven't played, but no. every single thing is just like, like, I wonder if they thought about this. Yes, they did. <laughs> <laughs> like, everything. It Here responds to everything that you do. It's so good. And um, that's been on my queue forever. Oh, man, we have to do that. Yeah, Ryan's been bugging me. For there's like, there's probably- a little project. That uh, mm-hmm. that will be on. You stay tuned. Stay tuned. Little sneaky sneaks. Speaking of the like the little details and satisfactory, the conveyor belts like, and this is something that would have been caught by someone like soon. But they on the top, it runs one way. When you look at the bottom, it's running the yes. opposite direction. Oh yeah. And at first, I was confused. Like, wait, that's going the wrong way. Like, I'd go up there. I was like, no, it's not. And I was like, wait. I was like, oh, because it's going in a circle. Yeah. Like, they actually were smart enough to be like, on the bottom, it needs to be running this way, but on the top, it runs this way. Mm-hmm. I did and they the same just thing. Covered that, but. They no, they made it visible and they made an effort to make sure it makes sense. It's like, whoa, yeah, good job, that was good, good attention. Very, to little touches. Things. Everybody expects the minimum. Like if I shoot right. somebody, they should fall. That makes that makes sense. That's what I expect. But a charisma wearing the correct outfit, those are the things that make it right. great. Yeah, that's like that's where games like Red Dead and The Last of Us like oh, yeah. super shine. It's like these ultra high quality developers with like millions and millions and millions of dollars <laughs> of budget like yeah yeah you get those little touches and like 
maybe only one percent of players even notices that thing that somebody mm-hmm. spent a week of doing right but <laughs> yeah, like, exactly but it makes it it yep. makes it there are bigger fish to fry here yes absolutely yes and so like i am uh and this is a competitive game it's totally different wholly different from this 100 percent. it's like not talking crap about anybody like they do a great job it's a wonderful game that's like amazingly well polished for what it is like the fact that everything's destructible like right it runs so well well yeah because it has to be optimized for low performance right because they're going esports they're trying to get as many people playing as possible so yeah that totally makes sense so like good on them but it's just those little moments where you're like yeah. this would be but I lo- also love your idea for the the uh, choose your operator. Yeah, make it happen. That's sweet. Okay, let's cool. get into some questions. So you can ask us questions on Twitter at r6 unrenowned, or even better in our Discord server, which you can find the link to in the show notes. You should join. We play with people on there. We have a good time. Also, uh, community play date coming up on what do we say? April twelfth. Is that a Saturday or a Friday? April yeah, 12th. April twelfth. Friday, April 12th, uh, evening time in the U.S. Uh, we will get more specific next week with the thing. We'll post an announcement in the Discord and everything. Yeah. So join the Discord so you can see all that, and you can ask us questions there as well. So I didn't check Twitter, so let's go into Discord, and I'll check Twitter as we go. So Legolas84 uh, has a question. What did or are you guys studying in college? Uh, oh, he has a freaking dozen questions okay we'll take it one at a time <laughs> um i studied uh well, i started in computer science and then i switched to it i am currently studying national security and if you want to know taylor studied english english humanities <laughs> the most useless and uh, somehow he's made himself into something i know it's amazing <laughs> right oh man um i don't see any twitter questions by the way uh, his next question, have either of you played Factorio? I have not, and Chris has not, but Taylor. Oh, man. Taylor has put hours and hours into Factorio. My most played game in my library. I was looking the other day. It actually overtook Steam just recently. Wow. I mean, uh, the books that I could write about Factorio. It's such a good game. I have been trying to get Ryan to play Factorio since the day that I started. I actually bought a second copy of the game. <laughs> so we have like a little, we call it the B account. So it's just like anybody who is too cheap to buy the game and we really want them to play it. And so I bought it for the B account like immediately. And I have not been able to get Ryan to play it. Nope. And then finally we got him to play Zadis Factory and he's hooked. And it makes me just feel so satisfied <laughs> that I was right. Honestly, it's one of those games. It's like, you're probably right. I would like that. But like for some reason it just didn't like appeal and also there was a little bit of like i don't want to sign on for another like time sink yeah and that one is the worst like i haven't i haven't played a game that so like hijacked my brain where it's like i could not think about anything else like you're writing diagrams at work about like the perfect iron smelting setup and everything oh it's a good one you guys should try it now that you've seen some back uh, satisfactory those games like that are ones <laughs> where like you'll be doing something in the game and then like you want to do this project so you'll be doing the project you look at the clock like oh it's 2 30 but i just want to finish this project yeah. <laughs> it's like minecraft does the same thing satisfactory factorio raft all those games are like that they just they yeah. keep you going You're like oh i gotta go to bed it triggers <laughs> like it triggers the work centers of your brain uh-huh. along with like the fun centers yeah. and so it's like there's this constant dopamine drip along with just like the satisfaction of like doing work yeah it's, oh man. i'm a productive person yeah look at my nuclear power plant and now i'm gonna like... miss work tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so uh... bad. 
All right, Legolas's <laughs> next question. What do you think of an operator that can jump through hatches? Could be either offense as a rusher or a defensive roamer. I think like maybe just them jumping through hatches is a little like underpowered because it wouldn't happen so often, but right. if they could put a ladder on a hatch or something. Yeah, we talked about like rope ladders or like mm-hmm. some sort of like deployable, like shootable, uh, what do you call that? Like a grappling gun type of thing. Mm-hmm. But like, I think still, even in, with that, it's so situational. It's just yep. like, that's not, it maybe is like a secondary gadget. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. What if he had like a super jump, something like mech legs or something, so he could like jump onto like second floor things too? Yeah. So it wasn't just hatches, but the one, it would look so silly yeah, though. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing where I get hesitant is like Siege doesn't have jumping, right? And like, yeah, that's and a good point. That's great. Cause like, I don't want bunny hopping to become yeah, a thing so in Siege. Annoying. And I'm sure they would balance it so he's not jumping all the time, but just like, I don't want to be in combat with somebody and have them jump. I don't want it to happen. Yeah. It's stupid, you know? Like, we just got rid of crouch spamming, we hope. So like, yep. let's not. It's not. <laughs> I think, like it could be useful if you're like you're trying to push second floor somewhere but it's like okay well i need to get around but i'm kind of stuck so i'll just go up this hatch instead of third floor and i'll move around from right. the third floor like, right especially since th- stairs are so deadly like right. coastline i hate going up staircases and coastline because mm-hmm. they're always open stairs yeah and yeah. there's tons of different angles you got to look at when you're going up yeah i i think i've side. died more on coastline stairs than i've died anywhere else yeah on that map. yeah yeah yeah, like, I, I mean, I still do kind of like the idea of, like, a rope ladder or something, but it's just, mm-hmm. it's really situational. It's so, so dangerous. I just don't think like, you'd use it, right? Like, there's yeah, so right. many better ac- attackers where it's, like, just going second floor back. Right. And, and it's just, like, you, like, I have definitely been in situations where I'm like, man, I wish I could go up that hatch. But if I think about how often that actually happens, it's, like, <laughs> one in a hundred games. So, yeah. it's... And still, like, even then, climbing up a ladder is so dangerous, like... You're so defenseless, and they can see you going up and like doing the animation of getting up and pulling your gun out. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. like ladders on airplane. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's no worse. There's no other like moment where I sweat more in seats than when I'm trying to climb that giant ladder. Yeah. 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 Uh, What kind of operator do you think should be up next for uh, both for offense and defense, and what type of operator do you think we have too much in siege? So the examples you guys are like rusher, intel covering, roam clearer, breacher for attack, for defense, trapper, sight cover, stun, intel, roam, etc. So I think we have too much of the like spotting and intel like stuff happening. It's like I'm jackal, then I'm lion, then I'm like Doka B, and it's like okay, yeah, we need to dilute that a little bit. I think no more, no more spotters. Unless it's like I, I do like the idea that we've had before of like the motion sensor guy, but I don't want like pings. Yeah, I just want like just general alarm. Something yeah. is coming behind you. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Is who should come? I think in? it would be cool to have. He says sight cover. I think that'd be a good one to have on defense. Someone that can cover a sight well, um, like a a mirror kind of like that mm-hmm. kind of idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and for offense, someone that can either rush or breach differently. Yeah, maybe cool. Maybe not another hard breacher, but maybe someone that can breach soft walls differently. Like, I don't know what I'm thinking, but I mean, we we had a whole uh, uh, operator ideas podcast. This is mm-hmm. early as like episode seven or something. But right. if you haven't heard that one, you should go back and find that one. That one's actually we had some good operators. I thought. Um, I think on defense, I actually could go for more trappers, even Always if it's somebody who trappers. does. I love trappers. <laughs> I, I think it's too. so fun. Mm-hmm. Like, even if it's somebody who's, like, fairly similar, like, I think we need more of these sort of, like, Echo Fighters or, like, clones, you know, like, where it's just, like, yeah, uh, Hibana's not that much different from Thermite, but actually she's really different because she's yeah. different, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> I think we need more of that on the, like, on Trappers and stuff. It'd be cool if there was more, like, 
Intel kind of not pings, but like environmental Intel, like you drop a paint bucket on something like that, where then there's like physical footsteps. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that gets difficult with the game though. Like that's more things to render, but like, it'd be nice if it wasn't so in your face, huddy Mm -hmm. where it's like, Hey, this is here, but like things that you can notice like gridlock, right? Like she doesn't do very well at it. We've talked about, but (laughs) like, but the idea I really like Mm -hmm. of like a physical thing that's doing something. Yeah. I, I like mechanical stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm Thatcher, man. I'm Agreed. a Thatcher man. Yeah. Like F your electronics, like freaking knives, man. Agreed. Hundred percent agreed. Mechanical seventeen. Wait, I lied. We actually do have Twitter questions. So let me let me hop out to Twitter here for a minute. Um at JD forty one four seventeen zero zero says, What if they made it so headshots downed you instead of killing you? Still give you that advantage in the one before whatever, but at the same time giving you a chance of being revived. I like that Heck idea. Yeah. Totally down. That's a good idea. Because then, then, like, for the most part, you're still getting one-shot headshots, right? Mm-hmm. Like, totally. they're down. For the, In most cases, you down somebody, that's a kill. Uh, but at the very least, you're you're costing them time to revive, and they're down to 50. When it fixes 20, those, like... down to 20. 20. Down to 20. Yeah. Fixes those stupid penetration headshots, mm-hmm. where you just sprayed a wall, and then they're dead. Right. It's like, they're safe. They've got teammates around. It'd be and nice you don't to even know that they're up. downed. Yeah. Well, I guess you'd get the score. You'd get the score It'd down. It'd be cool but... if you didn't, though. I want that to be a thing. Yeah. I, 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 want could, that to be I a could be with you on that. I'm so bad. I can never, like, keep track of that feed. That's just, like, one bit of information that I have to just, like, close out. <laughs> you were variable. <laughs> yeah, Ryan's always like, gets down. And I was like, how did you know that? It's like, <laughs> it told me. <laughs> it told me, man. It told me you did it. <laughs> I don't think I ever noticed from that. I think I more noticed, like... Sometimes I do notice I killed the fuser carrier or whatever, but a lot of times like I'm just running by, I'm like, oh, hey, I got a kit. The kit's over here. Yeah. I can just see it on the floor. Okay, one more tour question. Um, at Jared Sindel wants to know, what if doors were a thing where defenders could barricade them and it would take the same three hits or kicks to break? Um, or if ignored by defenders, the lock could be picked with a five to, second, five to seven second animation, allowing you to enter quietly. Hmm. That's interesting. Interesting, and that brings us again back to like original Rainbow Six, right? Yeah, like, we're quiet breaching over here. Like we're coming into it. Like <laughs> that'd be cool. <laughs> I'd be down for that. I'd be down for some sort of like uh, option to get inside longer, dangerous, but quiet. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of Maverick in general. Just like having somebody who can just cut a hole in a in a fortified wall, like back there. Like I think that's a cool mechanic that just gets diluted because there's so many other people to play right and he often just gets used as like a pixel peeker Mm -hmm. which is fine but like i the idea of like being able to move quieter through the map would be neat yeah i'm trying to think how you could do that for like like going through hatches and stuff like that like how can you somehow like what if somebody could like pry open the hatch Mm. right like maybe somebody just has a crowbar as like (laughs) as one of their things and they can pry open doors and hatches and and it's just like instead of you know that'd be cool That'd be sweet. I like it, Jared. All right, hop, hop us back to Discord, Chris. Okay, Rush17 has two questions. One, what gun could Ubi give Castle to make him more relevant? He can understand how to slow uh, um, fire rate for Pulse and his strong intel gadget, but he thinks Castle needs a new gun. Um, he said Hot Breach suggested maybe the R4C, but he thinks that's not an option. I agree. I think the R4C is a little much. It's, that's an assault rifle that you're giving to a defender, which isn't a thing. Yeah. Um. What gun would I give him though? Like, I mean, you don't want to change the the um forty five because that's Pulse's gun. And it's fine for Pulse for right, sure. Right. I've never like considered giving him a different gun because like I've always thought like well you can't really buff the ump because of Pulse, but like 
Yeah. Duh. Give him a, give him yeah. a separate one. Like, else. Um, I mean, what if he had like Mira's submachine gun? The yeah, vector like that. Or whatever. The vector. Yeah, like that thing's a beast. And like, I think that would just fit him so much better. Yeah, MP5 could be cool too. Yeah, I mean, we use MP5s in the US, right? Yep. Like our special forces use that stuff. Um, I don't know that much about guns, so it's nope, hard to say. Me but... So it's hard for me to like say again, but <clears throat> I'd be down for them just implementing <clears throat> any gun that's stronger than the um, a faster fire rate, more that I guess the ops really steady. But... What, what about like a better secondary? That's what I was gonna say. Like all of these new ops get like sweet secondaries. Yeah, like a shotgun secondary or like. Oh, there a, you go. Even that magnum with the the sight. Yeah, Desert Eagle. Yeah, just That'd something cool. with some stopping power. Yeah. That would be neat. That'd be, That'd be good. Cool. I, I think it'd be good for him to be able to make holes easily. Like a, yeah. a shotgun secondary would be sweet for castle. Yeah, you're castling up that doorway, but then you're just you hear him knocking at it, so you just blow the wall apart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like that. Straight up Michael Weston. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't have to Weston. go through the door. Most doors are reinforced really well. But walls are soft. <laughs> <laughs> for those who haven't watched Burn Notice. Sometimes it takes two shots. <laughs> <laughs> watch burn notice that's the first episode just go watch just that watch one. the first episode it's, so it's worth your time burn notice is so good so good it's on netflix I, that and, uh, I don't think it's on netflix anymore oh did they take it off yeah yeah they, so did, they did take it off but it's on prime video prime yeah okay well there you go um that and agents of shield oh my no, gosh. i'm so sick of hearing my agent guys should i watch agents of shield that's my question if enough of you say i should watch it i will try it hey let me save you some time discord no <laughs> no no you should not it's so good uh, Steel Switch said, "Give Castle Akimbo RPGs." <laughs> yes, <laughs> agreed. Why not? <laughs> um, the sorry, the second part of Rush's question was. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Chris is having a moment. Where he's like, trying to remember is it how a to second read. question or no? <laughs> so then he's talking about Ash. He's like, what do you think of a new gun? Maybe Ash's second gun without the ACOG could even give her a slightly higher pick rate. Ash is really ever chosen. He still uses her, but he always he already preferred her site. So I actually I'm I excited to see what happens with the new pick rate, like when they release a new pick and win rates. Yeah. To see if she really has gone down a lot. Cause I feel like I still see her a lot. Maybe not as much as I used to, but I think that's good. Because I think she was picked too much just oh, because absolutely. ACOG and small head hitbox. And so I'm I'm excited to see actually what the real statistic is on that before talking about changing ash again yeah i mean i wouldn't yeah again like you're saying let's not change her yet but good change i think um okay ginger wants to know what if maverick was on defense he'd be a great pair with the mirror girl whose name is mira (laughs) (laughs) Um, that'd be cool it'd be cool yeah i think it would take really skilled players because you'd have silly players that would like make holes in walls like no why did you do that (laughs) yeah we already have this problem (laughs) yeah it's like almost a lot of the time when you're on defense, if you're making a hole on a reinforced wall, it's like, what? What are you doing? <laughs> like, seriously, why? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, yeah, I like it. Um, I still think Castle should switch before anybody else. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, Castle's the first to switch. But that, I mean, that's another one that would work well as a switcher. I think that's good. Good feedback. Clapbomb.stvi asks, do you think the game needs more than three armor, needs more three armor attackers with only Fuse and now Gridlock? It seems like they're lacking the diversity of heavy armor operators. Monty counts too, but I was more so questioning operators who have a primary that is not a shield. Nah. Yeah, I think it's fine. <laughs> Straight <laughs> the up The three nah. armor attackers are annoying. If there was someone, like, they'd have to have a really good ability. 
Yeah, the thing is that like right now in the game, speed is way more important than armor. Mm-hmm. Um, on defense, it kind of balances out a little bit because like they know where you are anyway. So just like being able to take that extra bullet or two can can make the difference. Yep. Um, and, and this also goes towards the one shot headshot mechanic. Like right now, like the three armor, it's just they're slower and easier to get a one shot headshot. Exactly. Yeah, totally. It's like almost that three armor doesn't mean anything. Exactly. It's just you're slower. Like oh that right. sucks. And the other problem is like on attack, like. So you're moving in slower, and then you're super loud. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're so I heavy. No way. Like, uh, I, no, I don't want that on attack at all. If if I think if they rebalanced the armor in some way, then I'd be interested, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I like the idea of being able to take a few hits. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Like, but it, right now it just doesn't matter. Yeah. Last question from Comrade Nikolai: Can you play satisfactory with me? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh yeah, anytime I'm online, send me an invite. I'd be happy to jump in your game and see what's going on. Whoop to the whoop. Yeah, Ryan doesn't want you okay. in his game. No, oh, my game's a mess, and <laughs> and also like we already have like four people coming in with all their ideas, so it's freaking it's a mess. It's out of control, but it's so fun. My, Such a fun game. My problem is I'm so invested into that game now, where it's hard for me to go and like start a new one because I just don't want to. It's like no, I want to play the one that I've already invested hours into. Yeah, like that's the one I want to play. Yeah. The thing you always underestimate with those games, though, is like how much you've learned and how much like you can yep. get back to where you were like so fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I remember <laughs> this is not that kind of game, but I remember when I was probably 11 or 12, I, I must have been 12 and you were like two and you erased my Diddy Kong Racing save file. Did I? Yes. Oh, <laughs> Ryan has told me this story like ten times. Yeah, I, I never knew this was a thing. <laughs> like, yeah, like we, like we had recently gotten the game. We hadn't even like unlocked everything yet, and then like you were a two year old, got a hold of the controller, erased the save file. <laughs> like, I was in tears. I was like, Savage. I was distraught. <laughs> Just like I was so mad, and then like. The next day, we were like back to where we were and unlocking new stuff because it's like you get so much better at the game that like it's just not a problem. So I did not know I did that. That's savage. I'm oh, glad, man. I, I still remember that. I don't. <laughs> that obviously. was such a I good game. Too. Oh, that game's so fun. Loki. Wait, we didn't say what's a game that influenced. Yeah, I know. You? I was just gonna say Taylor. We now we have Taylor here. He can do one. What's a yeah. game that influenced oh. your childhood? Kate Goldeneye. I cannot tell you how many hours we played Golden Gun Proximity Mines. Yes. Where it's just like the one, yes. three guys were just lame proximity mines everywhere. And the one guy had the golden gun and so it was just chasing it down. You had to kind of like careful in temple specifically. And then if your bomb killed the golden gun, then we just reset. And then you were the golden gun guy. Hours. Hours. So awesome. Oh, man. That game was surprisingly good with like being able to make custom game types. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, for N sixty four. Yeah. Okay, the unsung hero to the follow up with Perfect Dark. Perfect Dark. Did you guys ever play Perfect that? Dark Zero. Never did. No, no, the, not Zero. The original oh, one. The original Perfect Dark Zero on the N sixty four. Yes. Yes, Zero <laughs> is not good. But yeah, Perfect Dark on the N sixty four. That was so. Fun. It was like Goldeneye, but then you could have like bots in it. The bots were terrible. Mm-hmm. but you could have like eight bots so like it was like one of the first games where you could have like 12 people like 12 players at least yeah. some things yeah. to shoot at mm-hmm. oh man that was a good game but played Very a good. lot of n64 growing up did you ever play tomorrow never dies on n64 it was the next bond game i don't think so it was like surprisingly good like everybody remembers goldeneye but like yeah. 
I remember playing that game and like there was definitely things like GoldenEye's way better at this. But like it had like lots of really cool gadgets and the maps were really good and like I just wish more people remembered it. Was that the one that straddled the N sixty four and the the GameCube? Yeah, I think it was. Okay, then I have played it. It had the little grapply hook. I I had it in I'm so not the, sure. so you you had Nightfire. Uh-huh. And Nightfire, you could grapple to like the specific anchors. Uh-huh. Yep. But in Tomorrow Never Dies, you could grapple to anything. Mm. So you remember that map that was like, it was like a square coliseum and it had like three levels. And it was all remember. wood. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we had both of this them. Might be, this might lot. be, are you talking about Agent Under Fire, maybe? Maybe. Because I don't think Tomorrow Never Dies had grapples. Okay, then it must be Agent Under Fire. But that was, man. Devil of Seven had a good run there for a while. They like did. all those games are so good. Yeah, they could and come. Like, they could come back. They were like they were so underrated because they were sort of like B tier games, yeah. right? But like if you knew how to find the fun, it was that type of game, right? Like yeah. you had to know how to have fun with it, and then once you did, it was amazing. Oh man, that Christmas that we went and bought GameCube <laughs> controllers and yeah. played hours <laughs> of Nightfire. Oh, it was so good. Did you ever play the cover based? Uh, 007 on the mm. Xbox. Was it from Russia with Love? No. That no. was like the weird stylized one. I don't remember. What was it called? It doesn't matter. But it was a third-person cover-based Bond. And so like... Weird. It was, it was weird. It felt Gears of War-y almost, uh-huh. but like... But not gray. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then what happened was... Uh, so they, they had like a multiplayer <laughs> mode, but it was like a top-down kind of thing. So, like, you'd run independently. It was almost, like, isometric. Okay. And there were, like, traps that you'd hit. It was the weirdest 007 game. But yeah. the Spass 12 running around. I'm just realizing in talking, 007 games is what I would say for shaping my childhood. Yeah. No, they're good. They're really good. Okay. Well, that's another podcast. Thank you guys so much for watching. You can follow us uh, on Twitter at r 600 Of course, don't forget to join the Discord. You can follow me on YouTube and Twitch at VG Fiasco. And I am just slow with three O's. Just goodbye. Just goodbye. Did I do it right? <laughs> Native. <laughs> <laughs>